wow, 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 wow. You guys, I am standing at the foot of a 30-foot waterfall in Glacier National Park, about six miles south of the Canadian border. Spray is misting my face, blurring my vision. I can barely make out droplets evaporating on my arms from the sun. Every hair on my body is standing straight up. I took this little half-mile side trail down here to get a good view of it, and I am so glad I did. It's perfect. This is perfect. This is Monarch. Welcome to the trail. Hey guys, it's Jack. Um, Alice called me yesterday from East Glacier and uh, asked me to pick her up at Mariah's Pass today so we could spend the 4th of July together in Great Falls. So right now I'm in my car on the way. Mm, I think it'll be about a three hour drive both ways for me, but you know, I don't mind. I'm excited to see her. When I grab her in a few hours, she'll be done with her first week on the CDT. Her first 144 miles actually, which is a big milestone. So. Anyway, I'm, I'm hosting a barbecue at my house for the 4th, and all of my buddies from my squadron are coming. I just hate for her to miss a chance to make fun of us for being squares. Alice and I, we've both really always loved the 4th of July. When we were kids, like little kids, our parents took us to this big swimming hole on the edge of town. There would be dozens of families there, and we'd set up a picnic on a flat rock in the sun. And then Mom and Dad would drink beers with their friends, and Alan, Max, and I would run around doing cannonballs into the water, flirting and fighting with other kids in the neighborhood. And then when the sun got low in the sky, we'd head to the Turner's house for a huge barbecue. We were bone tired. Hair was still wet from the lake and starving. I swear, those hot dogs burnt into the bonfire. They tasted better than anything. Anyway, I guess I get a little nostalgic, but you know, leaving Alice alone in the woods on the 4th, it just doesn't seem right. It is a beautiful morning on the Continental Divide, folks. Day seven of, <laughs> oh, I can't really think about how many days there will be. Um, I stayed at a hostel last night in East Glacier. $6 a night to share a room with a couple of girls who work as park guides in the summers. They were really cool. The three of us went to the only bar in town. The name of it was The Trailhead. I was really confused when they invited me there because I thought they were inviting me to an actual trailhead at eight at night. And I was like, wow, you guys take your job seriously, but I'm not super interested in trying to hike tonight. They thought that was hilarious. We got tipsy on cheap beer and then walked back to our hostel and played with the hostel owner's puppies till it got dark and we passed out. They left early this morning. I drank coffee on a front porch swing in a little coffee shop till about noon. Then I uh, walked out of town. No need to hitchhike in and out of East Glacier. You just walk straight in from the trail. 
I saw someone that kind of looks like he might be another through hiker across the street from me this morning. He had a pack and he was wearing a rain skirt, like a telltale sign of another through hiker. Or weirdo, but he just waved at me and he didn't stop. Maybe I'll see him out on the trail tonight or maybe he'll catch up with me tomorrow. Oh wait, no, he won't. Jack's picking me up tomorrow at Mariah's Pass. I called him and asked if he wanted to grab me for the 4th of July. I'm excited. I mean, I don't really need a break from the trail yet, but I love the 4th and a big barbecue with my brother and his friends. That just sounds like a perfect weekend. When we were little, our parents always took the three of us to this like big swimming hole on the 4th. And then we'd have a barbecue at the Turners. Jack was in love with Sarah Turner. Every single year I'd have to hear about it, but somehow year after year, their relationship never advanced past. She asked me to put sunscreen on her back. And I, of course, had my perennial summer crush on Matt Fierro, but Jack would appear out of nowhere every time Matt and I would be splashing each other. He was the best diver in the neighborhood. Those are beautiful days. Connecticut in the summertime is electric. The winters are so long and muted. Clouds cast a pall over everything and it just looks dull, but oh, in the summer, the world explodes into color. The lime green of the grass, the electric blue sky, red and white stripes against the perfect cyan backdrop. The smell of campfire smoke and hot dogs. <laughs> Mom getting hilariously drunk on margaritas and giggling with her girlfriends. Yeah, I remember that vividly too. Mom, mom usually DD'd big events, but for some reason, unbeknownst to us, the fourth was her holiday. Oh, I loved watching her sneaking glances at dad while he was at the grill. Her face flushed with sunburn and tequila. Made me feel like she really loved him. So, Today, I only have 16 miles to the pass, where there's a campground with a pit toilet. Um, we've been so spoiled on this hike so far. There've only been like, maybe two nights that didn't have access to a toilet. Oh, yes, I have something to tell you. Um, there was a park ranger in the backcountry office named Susan. She was the one who taught me how to kick steps in the snow. She demonstrated her snow traversal technique for me in her little office. Pretending the wall of her office was the side of a snowbank, using a water bottle to simulate her ice axe. You know, how you like dig your ice axe into the snow and use it as you steady yourself and kick steps with crampons into the glacier. Three points of contact at all times. Anyway, Susan and I, we hit it off. She's a full-blooded American Indian, a member of the Blackfeet tribe, and she lives in St. Mary, which is this little unincorporated community on the edge of the park. Pretty much all the names of passes, peaks, lakes, etc., in the park come from the Blackfeet people. I hadn't even thought about where the names came from, but when I started talking to Susan, it kind of struck me how long these people have lived here, way before it was a park. One story she told me was how Jealous Woman Lake got its name. Okay, so Alice is about to wax poetic about this story of twin sisters who both married the same man. One was talkative, called Marmot, and the other was pretty shy, named Camus. Otherwise, completely identical. Basically, one of them gets jealous about the amount of time that the other is spending with their husband, and challenges her to a swim race-off across the lake. 
and um, well, she drowns. Everyone's pretty sad about it. But just listen to how Alice tells this story. The sky grew dark, the waves grew rough, and Camus couldn't keep up with her sister. She struggled in vain, but the dark water pulled her further and further down. Yeah, you're welcome for sparing you 25 minutes of that. Here she is again. And that's the end. I mean, what a tragic story. It's so wild to imagine people living in this beautiful place thousands of years ago. Raising kids and communities in the shadows of these epic mountains and waterfalls and wildflowers. Anyway, she was so cool. And her advice really helped me get over Peaked Pass. I just kept hearing her voice in my ear as I was kicking steps. Three points of contact at all times. It was like three miles of total snow traversal, all on the south side of the pass. So I didn't know until I was at the top and looked down and was like, oh, crap. But I took it slow and there were only, only a couple sketchy moments. There was one moment about a mile in when I realized I was on this block of ice and it just dropped off few hundred feet at least to this rocky spree I can barely make out below me and I was like man if I slip now that's it icy shoot to death serious injury maybe paralysis at the least and my heart was pounding in my ears but I stared straight ahead and took step after step after step until I was finally back on the plateau Whew. it was absolutely terrifying but I have to say I'm feeling pretty good right now. I couldn't possibly have imagined doing something like that on the PCT. You just have to do what's ahead of you, you know? Hike the trails as presented. Didn't really have any options. I just had to keep going. Oh, there's Mariah's pass up ahead. Hey! Hi! Here, let me help you with that. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thanks. Oh my god, it feels so good to get that off my back. Ooh! Oh! You might want to roll the windows down oh, a little in here. wow. Yeah, you're pretty ripe. <laughs> I warned you. How does your stuff smell this bad already? It happens quickly, man. It's just the hiker funk. Hey, do you want me to drive? <laughs> Absolutely not. What? Why not? You drove all the way down here to get me. It's like the least I can do. Al, you're a terrible driver. I'm not a terrible driver. You totaled a car once because you were distracted by clouds. Okay, those were some good clouds, first of all. And also, that's not true, and you know it. So can we just let that family legend die already? Absolutely not. But it's okay, Al, I got it. Trust me. Just relax. Wait, are you... Did you get your own recorder? Yeah, I did. I mean, I figured it adds context, right? The more footage you have, the better. Did you record on your way here? Like, what did you even talk about? You know, just talked about coming to pick you up for 4th of July. I mean, that's it. Oh. Okay. Cool. I just... But what? I just... I'm... I didn't really think you wanted to have much to do with this, so... 
little surprised, I guess. No, I mean, you know, it's a little more fun than I thought it was going to be. It's fun? Yeah. It's fun to hear about what you're doing. I get to live vicariously through you, and I figured, um, anyone listening is going to know someone is helping you, you know, by releasing it anyway. I might as well help you a little. What do you mean by help? Provide context, Al. You ramble sometimes. And I can explain what you're trying to say. Oh. Okay. Well, can I hear what you've done so far? No, of course. How about I play it for you when we get home? Now, will you just relax about it? I'm making you sound good, trust me. Okay, fine. I get it. Thank you, thank you again for doing this. Hey, so, okay. It's recording. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still a little weird at this thing. You're the only second interview I've done. Other than my brother, but he doesn't count. <laughs> so, um, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, I'm Rachel, trail name Sputnik. I'm section hiking parts of the CDT this summer, currently going northbound to the border. I'm 28 years old as of yesterday. <laughs> is, that, is that okay? Is that okay? okay. Yeah, happy birthday! <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we could camp together tonight. Yeah. Late birthday celebration for you. <laughs> oh, I think I have an extra Snickers bar I can give you. Oh, mm -hmm. nice. So, uh, what made you decide to come out to the CDT? Oh, I've been working on pieces of the trail since I came back from Russia a couple of years ago. So, uh, do you remember, like, kind of what you told me about what got you into through hiking? Do you think you could tell me about it again? <laughs> sure. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't have considered myself very outdoorsy person previously, because I, I grew up in Brooklyn. I've always loved art and literature and music. I mean, I saw myself as strictly urban for most of my life. But that changed uh, after a year in St. Petersburg. I went over there to teach English and it was a wild experience to say the least. But yeah, the air quality is awful there. I found myself craving fresh air, mountains, water, things I couldn't get there. Why is the air quality so bad? There's lots of speculation, but no one really knows. It's not something the government advertises. I mean, the flow of information is very tightly controlled. You could try to research it, but you wouldn't find anything. After I came back, I was able to do some digging, found out about some Chernobyl-level radiation leaking near Moscow that the government refused to investigate. So, you know, I've been exposed to tons of radiation. Whatever. Whoa. Yeah. It's scary. Oh, speaking of scary things, I've been asking people. Well, um, I'm interested in the supernatural. Uh, ghost stories? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Anything you've encountered that was paranormal? Maybe in Russia, in those creepy old houses? Some haunted castle under a blanket of softly falling snow? Wow, how poetic. I saw a lot of horrors in Russia, but nothing that I would say was supernatural. <laughs> okay, that's all right. I may have seen something here, though. Oh, I don't know, it sounds crazy. I... What, what? I... Can you just make sure you bleep out the part where I say my real name? I I'm okay with being Sputnik, but I really don't want any of this being traced back to me. The real me, after trail, you know? Yes, of course. We'll keep you anonymous. We? Oui? Oh, my brother is editing the recordings and posting them for me. 
You must trust him a lot. Yeah. I mean, um, I guess. Anyway, you were saying? Well, okay, so I started this particular section of the trail in a town called Darby, Montana. You'll pass through there in a couple weeks, maybe faster. How many miles did you say you were doing? Um, well, I just started, but I'll probably be doing mid-20s by next week. Okay, sooner for you. Well, when I was in Darby, I went to this little saloon. It's the only place in town, trust me, if you want a beer or anything, um, when you get there, you'll probably end up there too. Anyway, I had a strange moment. I opened the doors to the saloon and there were those swinging doors, you know, like in a Western. And right as I opened them, this live band started playing the opening riffs to Paint It Black. You know, do, 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 I'm not kidding. It was just a very strange entrance for me. And everyone turned and looked at me like in a movie. But also like people that live in a small town would do when a strange chick wearing all Patagonia everything waltzes in the doors alone on a Tuesday night. But I grabbed a beer, sat down at the table in the corner and was enjoying the music when this youngish guy with long brown hair all loose on his shoulders sat down next to me. We started talking for a minute, you know, small talk, this and that. I told him I was hiking through the Bob next week and he was really distressed. He said I, should, I shouldn't be going there alone. Said he'd send his friend with me. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard this song and dance before. I'm sure you get it too, right? I mean, like, like, what are you doing out here? You're a girl, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm familiar. Right? So I was like, okay, thanks, man. But don't send your friend. That's hella creepy. I don't want some random guy following me. Then he goes, oh no, don't worry. You won't see my friend. He's a spirit. He's a good spirit, a guardian. He'll only appear if you're in danger. So if you see him, you'll know you need to run. Oh my God. I know. I was like, okay, I'm out. And I paid my bar tab and left. And I put the whole thing out of my mind. You know how it is when you're solo. You just don't dwell on anything scary. Paranoia is the path to insanity. I actually haven't camped alone ever. <laughs> Still, there's people at the group sites in Glacier. I mean, I thought I was going to be alone tonight, but here you are. Really? Well, okay, well, that'll change in the bob for sure. So, I'm really not scared of bears. I've been able to internalize the odds when it comes to that sort of thing. But I still make noise and clap and whatever when I'm hiking solo just to keep my odds low. But then, it was like three mornings ago, I was leaving my campsite in the morning and had just finished packing up, putting my pack on, and was being lazy about walking out because I was really sore. And I thought I saw a person, a man, standing behind a tree on the edge of the clearing I had slept in. I blinked and, and I kind of shook my head and he was gone. But I swear I saw him and he was staring right at me. And then all of a sudden I hear a loud crash in the brush behind me and I turn and I saw a freaking grizzly standing on his hind legs. I know right where I was just finished packing up. Oh my gosh. I know. It was absolutely terrifying. But I did what you're supposed to do, you know? And I made myself big, I waved my arms and yelled, get away bear! 
and it dropped to all fours and ran away. And I skedaddled out of there. Once my heart stopped racing and I was able to calm down and stop turning back and look behind me every second, I realized something. Maybe that man I saw, maybe, maybe that was the spirit that guy told me about. The, the helpful friend, the one that warns you of danger or whatever. How's that for a ghost story? Oh man, it's got it all. Danger, intrigue, long-haired, shadowy men in saloons. <laughs> I know. That's not a story I'm going to tell anyone when I go home. I'll tell them about the bear, but not the guy. Or the warning. Just make sure you don't use my real name. Oh, for sure. All right, thanks. Thank you for doing the interview, for real. Absolutely, no problem. Now you want to uh, put that thing away and go drink this wine I packed in my platypus with me? Yes, I do. Let's do it. <laughs> Captain's Log, day eight, July 4th. Hanging out at my brother's very weird barbecue. It's probably too soon in the trail for me to be feeling so out of touch with social cues already, but here we are, cowering in a corner. Too scared to talk to any of my brother's weirdly hot. Oh, hi, sorry. Alex, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, remind me. Oh, uh, it's Marcus. I'm a friend of Jack's. I'm in his squadron. Uh, so I guess friend is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I get it, I get it. I'm his twin sister, so I understand having to stretch friend. What are you doing over here? Uh, you kind of seemed like you were talking to yourself. Oh, actually, I was recording. Kind of an audio journal. I know, it's definitely weird, but I promise I don't do it at all parties. No, 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 no. Uh, Jack actually told me all about that. How are you recording interviews and stuff while you while you hike? Speaking of, I cannot believe that you're hiking across the country on purpose. No one is ordering you to do anything and you're and you're choosing to ruck across the country. Oh, I know. It's hard to explain, but just I'm I'm just doing it. <laughs> um, and how's it going so far? So far so good. Glacier was stunning. Mm, any grizzlies? Not yet. Though I've been told my next section is a great spot for them. You carrying? Like a weapon? Oh, no, definitely not. Oh, not any guns? Not really. All good, all good. You know, I can't say I'm a huge fan either. I'm trained to use them and all, but I still feel like they're more than I can handle. The nuclear arsenal though, can you handle that? Oh, I can handle the arsenal. I love a good arsenal. Oh my god! So, uh, so what's up? You gonna interview me or what? Oh, I would love to interview you, Marcus. Tell me about yourself. What do you want to know, girl? I'll tell you anything. Um, how's the social scene here in Great Falls? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. You may have noticed that you are one of five girls at this party, and that's the best ratio we've had in months. Trust me. So dating isn't great then. I would. I wouldn't say so, no. So, uh, you know, no wonder your brother refused to let us meet up before you headed off. You'd have a trail of missileers following you to Mexico or wherever you're going. Oh, yeah? Now that you're a smelly hiker, though, I'm the only one you have to fend off. You're okay with someone a little more primal? I love primal. Mm, baby, all natural route. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, what's going on over here? Al. Can you come with me real quick? We're gonna grab some ice down from the corner store. Oh, Alice and I'll go, bro. 
You're the host. You can't leave. <laughs> Not a chance, sir. Alice, come on with me. What the hell, Jack? Jack, seriously, what the hell? Al, I leave you alone for five freaking minutes? We were just talking. Al. Marcus is the biggest jerk in my entire squadron. I can't believe, of all the guys here, you start flirting with him. What did you think was gonna happen? I'm getting back on trail tomorrow. He doesn't care about that. Trust me, I know this guy. So I can't get to know him? No, not Marcus. What is wrong with you? Why do you even care? I just... I just don't want to listen to Marcus brag about hooking up with my twin sister for the next five months while you're out hiking, okay? Do you really think that's what was going to happen? You know what? Whatever. It doesn't even matter. It, it's not that I don't trust you. It's, it's them. These guys are desperate as hell. I have to listen to it every day. All day. It's disgusting. I don't want you getting sucked into that. Whatever. Can you just not be mad at me, Al, please? I'm only trying to help. You're always just trying to help. Like you were trying to help with my recordings? Whoa. Okay, I listened to what you have to say about this episode, by the way. When did I give you permission to explain what I mean? Wait, what? Like when you're all, what my dear sweet idiot sister means by saying X is actually Y. Because I'm so much smarter and better educated than her, so I can explain that what she says isn't actually what she means. She meant this, I promise. Dude, I did nothing like that. Yeah, yeah you did. So just keep your opinions to yourself from now on, okay? Don't edit or cut things up and replace things to make me sound stupid or dramatic. Just take yourself out of it. Jeez, okay, fine. Really, I was trying to help. Yeah, okay. Well, you can't help everything, you know? You can't fix everything for me. We're not the same person. I know. Do you? Because it sure seems like you don't. What are you so afraid of? Do you not trust me? Alice. Just, just get the ice yourself. I'm going back. Alice. Don't worry. I'll try not to get lost in the three blocks back from your place. I'm not, I'm not mad. I just need to cool off for a sec. Please, please just let me do that, okay? Okay, fine. I'm, look, I'm sorry, all right? I, I, I didn't mean to make you feel like I don't trust you. I do. I love you. I love you too. My name is Laura Munsell. I'm the creator of Monarch. The team and I are so excited to get this story out into the world, and we have really big plans for this season. To find out more about how you can get involved and help support the show, go to monarchcast.com and follow us on Instagram at monarchpodcast. Thanks so much for listening.